let me tell you, I don't care what's going on in your life. You got the power to change the atmosphere. I don't care what it is. Let me go talk to my sister over here. I don't care what it is. Because the Holy Spirit resides in you, you got the power to change the atmosphere. Quit accepting the atmosphere. If it's not conducive to something that's positive. One, two, three, to the field of heaven. To the field of unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. I need to hear y'all with me now on that. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful.
unto him and bless his holy name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endure to all generations. Oh, let us pray. Father God, Lord, we come to you on this morning, Lord, knowing that it is you that brought us here, Lord. It is you that kept us safe on last night. Lord, it is you that does everything for us, Lord. It is you that has provided every blessing. Lord, it is you that gives us protection, Lord, from danger seen and unseen. It is you, Lord, who puts food on the table. It is you, Lord, that has made us rich in things and in glory. Lord, it is you that has blessed us with a roof over our heads. It is you that has blessed us with the jobs that we have. It is you that even blessed us for those of us who are retired. It is you who have blessed us with the family that we have, Lord. It is you. Everything is you, Lord. And we give you all praise and glory for it, Lord. Lord, we come to you, Lord, knowing that we are incapable of doing anything without you. But with you, Lord, we can do anything. So we come to you right now, Lord, trusting that it is you that came with us on this morning. Lord, we did not meet you here, Lord, but we brought you with us, and we praise your holy name, Lord. Lord, we thank you for every blessing, Lord, and we pray right now, Lord, that you word. Lord, just have your way, Lord, and Lord, let us be better leaving this place than we were coming in. Lord, we pray right now, Lord, that you will just have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, praise God for your presence on this morning and for any visitors that we have with us. We greet you in the name of our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. We have come to worship God. Amen. If there be any visitors with us, please know that you are welcome always at St. John. And if you have a desire for salvation or church membership, please fill out the form that is in the back of the pew before you. Once completed, you can give it to a person at the front desk, or you can give it to an usher, or you can place it in the offering basket. Again, we welcome you. Praise God. Come on and praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't you go ahead and put your hands together and give God praise. Hallelujah. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make his boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. Psalm 47 and 1 says, clap your hands. All ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Hallelujah. Anybody come to give God praise? Anybody come to bless the name of the Lord? Come on, come on, come on. Don't stop, don't stop. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. Give Him honor. Let Him know how much you love Him. Let Him know how much you adore Him. Hallelujah. God, we come to bless your name in this place. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for 79 years of ministry. Hallelujah. God, you're so worthy of all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning, family. We just come to celebrate the name of the Lord on today. Hallelujah. How many know that sometimes it's hard to praise God, but 
you know what? When the devil attacks you, your praise will confuse the enemy. The devil will put something on you. I dare you just to begin to clap your hands and tell God thank you. The enemy can't stand your praise. Hallelujah. Hey, put your hands together. I wish somebody knew that sometimes your blessing is predicated on your praise. Sometimes God is waiting for you to see what you're going to do. Show 
Hallelujah. We give God all the glory. We give him all the honor. And we give him all the praise because he alone is worthy. The Bible says morning by morning in Lamentations 3.23, brand new mercies I see. And I believe it was David that said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It sounds like I know somebody who knows about the goodness and the mercy of God. God, we thank you for giving us what we don't deserve. God, I didn't deserve to wake up this morning, but your grace allowed me to wake up. And then God, there are some things that I get myself into. God, that I know I deserve the penalty, but it's by the mercy and the blood of Jesus that you said no, hallelujah, for your goodness and your mercy, God. Towards us, we offer praise. Anybody want to help us lift up the name of the Lord? Hallelujah. Real simple song. I think a lot of you already may know it. Simply says, Oh Lord, we give you praise. your goodness y'all better sing yeah yeah and your mercy toward us stay right there for your goodness toward us stay right there one more time for your goodness we don't deserve your mercy but you give it to us anyway we offer praise offer praise in your own way why don't you offer praise to God hallelujah let's stay right there and sing it together oh Lord we give you praise oh Deserve it. Toward us. One more time. Say for. Oh, 
and your mercy toward me.
today. God, we give you glory on today. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he does for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I thank God for saving me. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I don't know where I would be. encourage yourself I know we have prayer partners we have a loving and praying pastor but sometimes you got to go to God for yourself and then you have to encourage yourself it may not look good right now and we know that all things work together for the good of them who love God who are called according to his purpose sometimes you gotta stand there and say that I'm more than a conqueror through him that loved me. Sometimes you gotta stand there and say, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Hallelujah. And then sometimes, no matter how your day goes, you have to get in the mirror. You say that today will be the best day of my life. Sister Coco, I'm broke. Today will be the best day of my life. Sister Coco, my family's acting crazy. Today will be the best day of my life i'm feeling heartache and despair but today will be the best day of my life does anybody believe that why don't you stand to your feet and declare it hallelujah hey put your hands together hallelujah and declare that today is going to be the best day of your life Today will be the best day, the best day of my life. Oh, oh, yeah.
Let's give God a hand of praise for these young people. While they are transitioning, let me just say 7.30 worship, or excuse me, the 9 o'clock worship over at the North Campus. Blessed minister who was scheduled to preach, wasn't feeling well, so I stood in his stead. We were reminded in that 9 o'clock worship of how the last time I stood, raised a question, what happened? And that question, we saw a case where King Manessa turned out to be a bad king, but yet he was a son of a good king. His father's name was Hezekiah, and we raised that question the last time I said, what happened? Even in today, we see that we're losing our children. We stated that as parents, we have to get back to parenting the way we were parented. We shared how as parents, we have to inspire our children to have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Piggybacking off of that, we brought a message this morning entitled, Back to the Basics, based on Proverbs 22 and 6, which says, Train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. In that 9 o'clock worship, the, mess, the key idea was uh, children need training. We explored in a fourfold manner what we should train our children to be. One, be regenerated. Two, be respectful. Three, be responsible. And four, be remarkable. Amen. That was the message we shared in the 9 o'clock worship. Well, I don't need to share again in this 11 o'clock worship because we have a young man who is very inspirational. Um, he grew up with my two kids. They all went to high school together. and I invited him to come and preach. Um, first time we had an unplugged Sunday, he stood and preached and our souls were electrified. So on this day, I ask that you will receive this young dynamic preacher, Elder Julius Van Hook, come and preach for people. Amen, that's good enough for me, but let's put our hands together for Jesus. Let's give the Lord some praise today. Hallelujah. The Lord has done great things where we are glad. Anybody just glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Hallelujah. Just lift your hands and say, the Lord is blessing me right now. Amen. The Lord is blessing me right now. Oh, right now. Come on, put your hands together. Oh, the Lord is blessing me right now, right now.
this morning I was totally in my right mind Oh, and he didn't let Let me sleep too late But he woke me, woke me, woke me right on time You know that he woke me up this morning And he started me on my way The Lord is blessing me right now Oh, right now, oh, right now I got one more for you of my heart be acceptable in thy sight oh lord my strength and my redeemer amen let's put your hands together for jesus and while you're clapping your hands for the lord let's thank god for our pastor and our leader dr kevin b hall we thank you for your ministry and all that you're doing for the young people and to saint john so glad to be with you today Amen. We're going in our Bibles to the book of Jeremiah, the 18th chapter. Hallelujah. And I'm going to read from the King James Version in your hearing. Jeremiah 8. The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the potter's house. God bless you, musicians. And there I will cause thee to hear my words. Then I went down to the potter's house. And behold, he wrought a work on the wheels. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel, and as seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. And what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and pull down and destroy it. If that nation against whom I have pronounced 
turn from their evil, and I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. And at, that, and at what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it, if they do evil in my sight, that it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said would benefit them. Now, therefore, go to speak to the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem, saying, thus saith the Lord, behold, I frame evil against you and devise a device against you. Return ye now everyone from his evil way and make your ways and your doings good. And they said, there is no hope, but we will walk after our own devices and we will everyone do the imagination of his evil heart. Last verse in your hearing. Therefore, thus saith the, excuse me. Yes, therefore, thus saith the Lord, ask ye now among the heathen who have heard such things, the virgin of Israel that have done a very horrible thing. Amen. Our topic this morning will be broken, bruised, but repairable. Broken and bruised, but repairable. You may be seated. God has revealed himself to us through his word using many different figures. Supremely, of course, God is our heavenly loving father. He's also the creator of the ends of the world, the Lord of hosts. But here in the book of Jeremiah, we see God pictured as a potter. Jeremiah, the prophet, went down to the potter's house and, and, and we see here how God deals with his children. The Bible says here in verse 4 that you and I are the clay, but God is the potter. And what the Lord does is that he uses his skillful hands and he takes each and every one of us and he molds us in the way that he wants us to be. He says, here that I found out that, it's, that God has a plan, a specific plan for each and every one of our lives. And it is the will of the potter to take us as the clay and to do exactly what he wants to do in our lives so that he will get the glory out of our lives. We find ourselves, we find ourselves each and every one of us as time in our lives that we all get a little marred, we all get a little bruised, we all get a little broken and we need to go and see the potter so that we can get back on the wheel. See, this clay had some lumps and some clumps in it that needed to be worked out. What are some of these lumps and, and clumps? Proverbs 6 tells us that uh, some of these things are a proud look. A lion tongue, hands that are quick to shed innocent blood, feet that run swift to mischief. mischief. We don't have to start there, but we all know our different clinks and clumps that need to be worked out. The reason why they were clumpy is because they, they weren't listening to what the prophet had to say. They had to go down to the potter's house. Here we find each and every one of ourselves just like this. We need to get in our minds and allow our spirits to yield to the point to where we arise and go down to the potter's house. Got to understand in our lives that there are times in our lives that we uh, become broken and find ourselves in the need of repair. 
Not only do we find ourselves broken, not only do we find ourselves with lumps and clumps of, of the sin that just so easily beset us. We find ourselves bruised by the fiery darts that the enemy throws at us. We find ourselves bruised sometimes by the fiery darts of some of the saints and many of the ain'ts. Sometimes we find ourselves uh, on the usher board or in the choir stand or in our different auxiliaries bruised simply by doing the work of the Lord. Sometimes our knees get bruised just by getting down on our knees in prayer, doing what we are supposed to do. I want to let you know that sometimes life will bruise you. Many of us have not gotten to the place of brokenness, but many, we, we have to admit today that we have been bruised. And I may not have been broken, but even my bruised self, I need a trip down to the potter's house so that he can do what he needs to do to get me back together again. When we are understanding that we are clay in the potter's hands, we know that God has the ultimate and final say-so in our lives. When we yield ourselves to God, we find ourselves understanding that God has the, the way to take care of all of our problems in life. We find ourselves sometimes off kilter and off of the center of the wheel and we need to get back on the potter's wheel so that he can get us back in order again. See, when we find ourselves doing the things that, 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 that we know we ought not be doing, or we're finding ourselves getting in somebody else's lane instead of our own, we need to find ourselves back on our way to the potters. Find ourselves bounce so that God can get us to be exactly where he wants us to be. When we go to the potter's house, not only does he put us back on a place, but he allows us to be in a position to reflect the work and the mind of the potter. See, what the potter does is that he takes us and he molds us back into shape because sometimes the battle dries up the the clay and he, he uses that water and he gets it to his pliable see many of us understand that we are just clay in God's hands and we can do nothing unless we allow him to mold us and take us to be what he wants us to be Abraham we can look at the life of Abraham. He had a promise, but uh, uh, before God blessed him, uh, he had to understand and know whose builder was uh, uh, God. Joseph, he had a dream, but before he could realize his dream, he had to go from the pit to the palace. He had to go through Potiphar's house. He had to go through prison. Even Daniel, who lived a life committed to prayer, had to go through the lion's den. I'm letting you know that sometimes you have to go through some things. Sometimes the potter has to bend you and mold you so that you can be a fit vessel 
in order for the master's use. Even David had to deal with Goliath before he got to the throne. Even Jesus had to deal with Calvary before there was ever a resurrection to be experienced. We have to understand that the potter's house is the place of rejuvenation. It is the place of renewal. It is the place of repurpose. God takes you just as you are. God takes you just as you are, but he lets you know that he loves you too much to leave you just as you are. But it's there at the potter's house that he's able to make us and mold us into what he wants us to be. The clay is significant because it's pliable. We have to allow ourselves to be yielded into God's hands so that we're not that like that clay that's dry and bucking up against our own potter. I found out that when we yield to God, it's just like when we see that sign, when we can make a decision to go to the right or we can make a decision to go to the left. Sometimes we have to know that God is wanting us to yield to his plan and his purpose for our lives. It's here in the potter's house that we ask ourselves a couple questions. Who am I? Where did I come from? And where am I going? God the potter takes us and he envisions something for us because he said in his word, for I know the thoughts and the plans that I have towards you. They're plots to get the plans to give you a future and expect it in. We look at the hands of the potter that represents the omnis, the, omni, the omnipotence of God that he can mold us and make us into whatever he wants us to be and understand the activity of the potter that his very act of his hands is what gives us the gift of salvation. Now let's talk about what happened at the potter's house. This parable is a picture of God's salvation for each and every one of us. Israel had found himself in some of the, the worst clay pits. But at the bottom of the clay pit is where the most valuable clay is. See, because you just don't fall into these, 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 these pits that they found themselves in. But it's here that when you get in the bottom of a clay pit, where that clay is so pliable, it's almost impossible to get out where we find ourselves in situations that only God can get us out of. The angle that I'm coming at today is for us to really understand who we are with God. Understand that with God, absent from him, we are nothing but dust. We are nothing but clay. It's not until the potter puts his mark on our life that we become anything valuable to be used. And I don't know about you that with God was for me that he's more than the world against me. There's times in my life where I've likened myself unto this mud. Unattractive and, and helpless. But God took me just as I was. And he saw more than just a lump of undesirable clay. But he saw me as a perfect piece. That what could happen that if I was allowed myself to be molded by the will and the way and the plan of God. 
But what happens is that clay gets on the wheel and the wheel gets a little bit shaky sometimes because with that big old lump of clay can do nothing of itself and sometimes we get a little weary and we get a little lumpy and we get a little rocky on the wheel. But what the potter does is that he leads us and he guides us and he's always making us and molding us into who and what he wants us to be. God takes out this old stony heart and he gave me a heart of flesh so that I wouldn't just be aimlessly wondering about this life. God took me and he takes you and he molds you into what he wants you to be. We find ourselves with the need to get back on our potter's wheel. Not only that, the potter has to take away any piece of the clay that is, take away any piece unproductive and counterproductive. That's what God does with us. He wants to take away our, take away what falters us. And he's steadily molding us as we're on this wheel. As he's constantly molding this clay, we see that if he were to pick up this clay, this vessel, it would collapse under its own weight because it has not been baked. It has not been molded yet in the image in which the potter has set it out for. It is here we find that sometimes life allows us to get in the hottest and the fieriest of situations. Life itself can be likened unto a furnace with all of our fiery trials that we have to go through. Oh, but unless the potter puts this prized possession into the fire, it cannot be purified and refined to be exactly what it wants. The potter wants it to be. We cannot go through our lives with the idea that we won't have trials and tribulations. But we can be of good cheer knowing that Jesus has already overcome them. I just want to give you three life lessons before I head to my seat. Number one, God shapes us with a purpose in mind. We must endure the process in order to become the product. We must endure going through the specific set of things that God has set out for our lives so that we can be what he wants us to be. The Bible says, and we know, that all things work together for the good to them that love God and to those who are the called according to his purpose. That's how I can smile in the midst of calamity knowing that God is working it together for my good. Life lesson number two is that the work of the potter, if it's to be completed, the clay must remain pliable. In other words, I can't get so set in my own way to where I understand to get to a point to where I don't need God. I must remain as a yielded vessel, as a piece of pliable clay in the hands of our, our almighty God. Because the Lord said that he would shape us according to his will and to his way. And I don't know about you, but I want to be everything that God has called me to be. I want to yield myself to him so that he can work out all the clinks and work out all of the clumps in my life. Not only that, God is a God of second, not just second, but third and fourth and fifth chances. 
Have you ever gotten to the point in your life where you wish you could go back and start again? The Bible says here in the fourth verse that he made it again into another vessel. The potter could have thrown away that unyielding clay. Are you hearing me? The potter could have thrown away the unyielding clay. But the Bible says that he made it again into another vessel. The potter had spent so much time on this vessel that was marred. And he could have left it abandoned. He could have just thrown it away and got a fresh piece of clay. Oh, but what the Lord did, he said, I put too much time. I've invested too much into this piece right here. And that's what the Lord does with us is that he takes this vessel. He takes us as broken vessels. He takes us as bruised vessels. And he says that I put too much in you to leave you the way that you are. And by far, this is no admission of defeat from our great God. But this is God letting the world know that anything that I put my mark on, it's right and it's good. And what I found out that when God says it's good, it's good. And when God made me, he said that it was good. When God chose me, he said that it was good. When I found myself broken, God picked me up and said, you're still good. When I found myself bruised by this world's trials and tribulations, God said it's not fit to be thrown away, but God said you're still good. And one thing about it is that you can't call yourself good. Hallelujah. We, we can't call ourselves good because all we can do is look at uh, 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 the, 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 the nature of the clay. And that's where we get ourselves messed up is that we forget we're clay once we've got off the potter's wheel. We see ourselves all glazed up because I forgot to tell you that part. After, the, after you've come out the fire, you get all glazed and you get all shiny. And you get put on the, 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 the mantle. And you get looking all good and you're all shined up and you forget that you was once just a piece of old clay in God's hands. I want to let you know that you can use your life as a testament of what can happen when you take a trip down to the potter's house. There's nothing that can keep you out of the potter's house. And that's one thing I want to be sure to remind our young people of today is that many times we'll find ourselves broken. You ever just seen a beautiful piece of pottery and, 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 and it's perfect and it's worth all this money and, and, and you, you imagine yourself on your way to the pawn shop or to the antiques road show and all of a sudden you chip, get a chip. That's what happens when you put your faith and trust in the wrong people. Because you're good enough for the devil as long as you're all good and shiny, but you get one chip and your value diminish, diminishes immediately. Some trust in horses and others trust in chariots. But we will remember the name of our Lord. I found out that there'll be many things in this world that will try to get your mind and your attention off of the things of God.
There are many things in this life that will try to take you and, and use you as a prized possession in their kingdom. See, because Satan desires you. He desires to sift you as wheat. He desires to take you after you've been all polished and put you up on his mantle and be used for his plot and his scheme. But what the Lord is saying today that once you've come down to the potter's house, once you've allowed yourself to be made and made over again in my image, that I'll take you and use you for my glory. That I'll take you and make you again as unto the most prized possession. What I found out here is that if God is for you, he's more than the whole world against you. And what shall separate you from the love of God? Shall height, shall depth, shall persecution, shall nakedness, no famine, no sword, but nothing shall be able to separate you from the love of God. Shall anything be able to separate you from the will of the potter when you fall off? There's nothing that can take you from being put back into the hands of God and made something again that's valuable in his hands. Because little becomes much when you place it in the hands of the master. Little becomes much. Find yourself on this journey from earth to glory. Never forgetting the directions to the potter's house. Never forget the directions to the potter's house. The Lord always wants to put you back together again. You don't even have to come with all of your broken pieces. Our omniscient God can go and gather you up from the four corners of the earth. And take the just as I am and mold you into who he wants you to be. I would like for all of our young people to come forward this Sunday morning. Pastor, if it's all right. All of our children and our youth, we just want to pray for you today. Young people, sometimes the world does just see us as a glazed up trophy. Sometimes the world's face this way. Sometimes the world sees us as nothing but lumps of dirt. Sometimes our own government. And our own public servants see people that look like you and I as clay that can be disposed. But I want to let each and every one of you know today that you are a prized possession in the hands of God who is a potter. Yes, there'll be times we're going to have many things that we bump up against in life. We will be bruised. We will be broken. We will be chipped. But there's nothing 
that is beyond the repair of our God. He takes our guilt and our doubt and the things that we see as deficiencies and he takes them and he remolds them and repurposes them so that we can shine. The Lord loves you. The Lord loves you. The Lord loves you. And I just want to share this else with you. Sometimes you don't take yourself down to the potter's house. Sometimes you can't see when you're broken or chipped or in the need to be repaired. But he loves us too much to leave us like that. So he takes us and he repurposes those things. Because he wants to get the glory out of your life. Keep dreaming. Keep envisioning. And know that when anything is off balance, you can go to the potter's house. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for your grace and your goodness and your mercy. God, we thank you today because we are just clay, God. We thank you because you formed us from the dirt, oh God, and you, and you molded us in your image and you blew the breath of your spirit in us. Oh God, we thank you because in this world we will have trials and tribulations. In this world, we will be marred. But we thank you today because you are the omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent potter who desires to take us as we are and mold us and put us back together again. God, I pray choice blessings over every young adult, every young person under the sound of my voice. We speak that every generational curse is broken. We speak that every dream, oh God, shall thrive and live. We pray a hedge of protection and blessings around this generation. God, we ask that you would encamp your angels around us. God, we pray that you would crown our elders with the wisdom to lead us into this coming generation. That we may be the ones that you are calling for in this last and evil days. And we thank you as we remain yielded to you, oh God, a piece of clay that is forever available to be molded to the purpose and the plan and the will of the Most High God. If you yourself today find yourself yielded to God, just pray to Him, just cry out to Him and surrender unto the Lord. Young people, you may return to your seats. Hallelujah. That's the plan today is to never forget how to get to the potter's house. I don't know if another minister I will give back into the hands of the pastor to extend an official call to discipleship. But I just want us to continue to band together and pray for the young people. I want us to continue to remind them that they are somebody special and there's nothing that can keep you
from the potter's house. Dreams and visions scatter. You are broken inside. You may stand. You don't have to stay in the shape that you're in. The potter wants to put you back together again. Oh, the potter wants to put you back together again. The hands of the pastor. Come on, let's give God a big hand of praise for the message. And now a big hand of praise for the messenger. Those of you viewing online, you can fill out that form if you're interested in being saved or church membership. It's a link before you submit it electronically or mail that in and we will respond promptly to those of you present. It's a form in front of you, behind that pew in front of you. Fill that form out. We will respond to you promptly. God bless you. Thank you. All right. Well, were we blessed here today? <laughs> yes. We praise God for this young minister. I appreciate him. I appreciate his ministry. And if God is willing, this will not be his last time coming to St. John. Yes. I will say that before the pandemic, he and I were talking. He was, a, he was about to become one of our staff ministers, and then the pandemic occurred and threw everything off. We're still in the rebuilding mode at this point, but I appreciate his ministry, and I like his spirit. Very uh, intelligent and inspirational preacher. Amen. Praise God. Let me say this. We praise God for each of you. If God is willing on next Sunday, for the first time since, I believe, March of 2020, our male chorus will be singing in the 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock worship celebrations. Yes. So last Sunday was the first time we had a choir since 2020. Next Sunday, first time as far as the male chorus singing. And then also, God is willing, I'll be preaching in the 9 o'clock and the 11 o'clock worship celebrations. I want to remind us to let's give well of not only our tithes and offerings, but in addition to that, don't forget to be a blessing to the church anniversary. Remember, you asked to give. If you do not know how much, just ask that person next to you. They'll tell you about it. Praise God, but let's make sure all of us do our part for the church anniversary. I've noticed that looking at the totals, um, it hasn't been as strong as it should. Now that I'll just say it. Traditionally, uh, we would give a dollar per year, which would be $79. And what I've said, you can give that or give as the Spirit directs you, which could be more or less than that. But let's just make sure that all of us as members, we give in addition to our regular tithes and offerings toward the church anniversary because it will be a blessing also to our 
current building project. Amen, everyone. All right, very timely today. Yes, that is very fine. Deacons will come prior to them coming. I hope that you have been blessed by the word that went forth today. And listen, without your support, we can't do what we're doing here. And so let me tell you a little bit about tithes and offering. And it's here in this scripture, Malachi 3, 8, and 9. And it says, Will a man rob God, yet ye have robbed me? But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee in tithes and offering? Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Now let me take it a step further. And it says in verse 10, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. That's what the word says. So we encourage you to continue giving to St. John. Now listen, there's various ways that you can give. One, you can give in person during our worship celebrations. Two, you can mail or drop off at the South Campus or our, our administration building. Three, you can give online. Now listen, you can find more information about where those locations are by visiting our website. Um, in the meantime, we thank you for joining us today. We hope that you are blessed, and we hope that you will have a blessed week in the Lord.